Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Fox Racing, Fox Racing USA, Alpine Star MX, and Phoenix Handlebars. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, here on episode 814 of the Big MX Radio Podcast. And thank you very much for everyone tuning in from coast to coast to coast, all the way across the 50 states, many provinces, and everything else in between. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. As I said, with me on the line, very special guest, his first time on the show. He represents Fox Racing here in Canada. I believe he's one of the brand managers. He can go get into that a little bit more than I can because he's the expert, not me. But uh, from Fox Racing here in Canada, JC Seitz. JC, how's it going? Good. How are you? Hey, not doing too bad, my friend. Uh, I'm a little bit jealous. I didn't get to get my throttle therapy in today. Uh, I believe that you at least got to like smell some two-stroke fuel over at uh, Wild Rose this evening, where, uh, um, I, from what I heard off-air, was a pretty happening place this afternoon. Yeah, it's a happening place. No, we, uh, my son and I got out tonight, uh, yeah, after school, and and uh, it was a great night, actually. The track was prepped well, and it's just, like you say, it's a, it's a busy place. It's a happening place right now, so um, lots of lots of riders to share the track with, but it's it's a good thing. For sure. Well, that, that's something we need to work on sometimes. You got to learn how to ride in traffic, and uh, and I'm sure Dexter was blowing the doors off of a few of them out there. Um, were you riding yourself as well? No, I didn't tonight. Actually, I uh, was just working with Dex tonight, so just being a spectator. Fair enough. I know my my old man had uh, plenty of those nights as well, uh, and that, that's actually later on in my my racing career. That's how I'd get new bikes. Is that my, he would like pawn off that he's getting a bike on my mom, and it would actually turn out to be mine, and it, it actually worked out quite well. Uh, Dex, you might want to keep that in mind. Yeah. Love it, and and that the, that other voice you hear is Dexter Sites. We're going to get to him in just a few minutes, uh, but we have to talk to Pops first and uh, and really sort of uh, lay the foundation of where this relationship and where this podcast is going to stem from. And so, JC, if you wouldn't mind, spin the clocks back for me. Lay out for me that your history within the sport of motocross, how you fell in love with it, and how that love of motocross and the passion for it has turned into your position over at Fox Racing Canada. Yeah, no, for sure. My, I guess, story where it started is I was your typical Alberta farm kid. Uh, grew up on the farm and, um, you know, you either loved horses or you loved bikes or quads. So I, you know, had the love for dirt bikes and always rode around the farm and was always jumping the neighbor's ditches and, and you know, have basically told about 13, 14. And then, um, funny story, a, a gentleman was actually driving down the road and uh, seen me jump in the neighbor's ditches he was picking up another neighbor kid who raced dirt bikes and asked who, uh, who I was. And he's like, Oh, that's a, you know, a kid I go to school with JC and you know, whatever. He's like, well, we got to get him to the track. And uh, so he actually pulled me over on the road and talked to me and asked me if I'd been to the track or not, and which was wild rules back then. And still, and uh, I said, no, I never even heard of it. He's like, where do you live? So I pointed it out and he, he drove to my yard and knocked on my front door and talked to my mom and said he wanted to take, take her son to the to the track to check it all out and try it and and uh she let me a little bit different day and age now i don't know if someone would, strange stranger would you know her mom would let go with a stranger but it was uh yeah so he took me to track and literally that's where it got hooked and any you know talked my parents into get me into racing we're a big hockey family my brother uh you know our whole family played hockey but my one brother went on with the 
he's a referee in NHL for 20 some years really? and he's over in Europe running the yeah European Hockey League so our our family's a you know you know very deep into hockey so when I got into dirt bikes I was uh was like the outcast of the family right so I had to convince my dad to, to let me get into it and, and yeah I got into racing and uh you know, I started a little bit late, you know, than most of these kids, like, like my son Dexter and, and his buddies now. I was, uh, I think I was 14, my first race, and I was turning 15 pretty quick. And I was a, I was a small kid, so I, I was still on 80s back then, and I got to race 80s right till 16. And uh, learned, learned it real quick and actually ended up winning the, the Nationals on 80s at 16. And, uh, you know, I, I was that kid that could drive myself to the track with an 80 in the back of the truck, so... Um, a little bit different now. These kids develop so quick now, right? But, uh, yeah, so I got into racing and then, um, you know, kind of raced my whole life, you know, raced uh, up to pro. I was never, uh, you know, a top contender, um, but, you know, enjoyed it and, and raced some nationals. And I, I was one of my best friends is Bart Stevenson, who I traveled a lot with the nationals across Canada. That's cool. With, and, and, Blackfoot Honda, yeah, 2000, I believe. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I just did that, and then uh, when I was, you know, still racing, I was obviously, you know, was working on the farm. I was one of the kids that just wanted to do something different than the farm, and uh, one of the sponsors or one of the, the dealerships that I rode for is actually uh, was Cody Matichuk, his dad, Rod, owned okay. the dealership. Uh, yeah, in Airdrie here, just outside of Calgary, so, and that's who I was getting my bikes from, and I went and got a job at 16, and and started working there just so I didn't have to work on the farm. And honestly, I've worked in the industry since then. So that's kind of how I got into the working end of it. And I've worked in dealerships. I worked at, you know, for Rod for a few years. Um, worked at Blackfoot for quite a few years there with their accessory department. And then um, my wife uh, went to school out in BC. So I went out there and actually worked for Aurora Cycle, which used to be Fox, the distributor for Fox back then. Uh, worked for there for a little over a year while we lived in Vancouver and then moved back. And then uh, myself and my family started a dealership that we had here for uh, six years. And then it got bought out from a, a pretty big chain in Alberta here called CycleWorks. And then I became, uh, you know, a share owner in that and uh, a manager of that and, and ran the stores. And then uh, now on to Fox Canada here. So that's kind of uh, the history of my moto and work all in one, one story. Boom, what a timeline, man, and, and kind of an <laughs> unconventional story. Like, I asked that question a hundred times, 99, I'm going to get a, yeah, my dad bought me a mini bike when I was pretty young, and because uh, like, he was into it, and all of a sudden we started heading off to the races, not totally unlike uh, Dexter's story in the, in the fact that you were into it and whatnot, but uh, you, having to, uh, like, basically um, kind of, go against your father's wishes to uh to play hockey and um like do that the basically the most western canadian thing uh, a kid at that time can do uh and, and change the focus to be uh um uh, like really dedicated to the sport of motocross and be competing in it and rising all the way up to the uh, a professional rank but even if it's a like a provincial provi provincial professional rank is I, I think that's really noteworthy and uh and yeah and then taking that love of it and transferring that into a career um great approach and and really interesting to see how uh that that came around um i assume that you probably started out as a like a regional sales rep for fox or how did you end up um like kind of climbing the ladder that way no actually i um 
when I went out to Aurora, I guess the first time I worked for Fox, which it's a little bit different. Like I say, there's a distributor back then that distributed Fox gear. Um, I worked as an inside salesperson, and I think, I don't know, I would have been probably 20 or 21, and uh, worked with yeah, inside sales, uh, looking after okay. the dealers. So, you know, it's a lot, a lot of, wasn't much email back then, not that I want to date myself, but uh, <laughs> there was email, but it was mostly phone calls. So the dealers would be calling in and doing their orders over the phone. So I was the guy that they'd call into and, and place their orders and do that stuff. And, uh, and then, like I say, I came back to um, – Calgary here and um, when I was 23 we started a dealership I got married all in one year it was quite a wow. hectic year but uh, yeah I started a dealership and and did that for quite a few years and um, and then like I said I went on and was a GM and a part owner of uh, another group Cycle Works and um, with one of their stores so and then and then I went over to Fox where I am now so I never was actually a, a regional sales rep um, okay. You know, I obviously dealt with them from a dealer's side of things, but uh, I was never on the road um, being a rep. So, it, yeah, it was a little bit different. I know when Fox hired me, um, you know, they, they like having the dealer's eyes. Like, they, they want to, you know, help them with their business when you, when you have someone who's coming from a dealership to, you know, feed the, the dealer's feedback of what they're thinking, right? Um, it's, it's two totally different worlds. And I've been with Fox now for uh, just over three years and it's been a huge learning curve the last three years but um it's two totally different sides of the industry uh it's it's really cool to know both uh i'm still learning on this side but yeah it, it's so being on this side of the the industry of the distributor side is is actually quite new to me um from being at fox no doubt and, and honestly uh i can't even imagine a 23 year old now starting a uh a dealership like that just I, I don't know why but that just seems so out of reach for a lot of young 23 year olds or I don't know if there's it's a maturity thing or just like uh, it's, it's just so expected of of most 23 year olds to still be in, in school it's uh, of, of some sort at the time taking that on and, and obviously taking it uh, to uh, some degree of success given the fact that you were uh, bought out of that position at some point that's got to be pretty cool yeah no we you know my wife and I were actually joking about it not too long ago that um yeah i mean different times and, and people are you know different places in their life but we look at some of the 22 23 year olds you know and and uh you barely even see them getting married now at that age and then for us to to get married and and yeah jumping into a dealership and and when i mean jumping in like we literally built the building painted the walls put up the slot wall and then i remember the day we opened up it was you know one of the scariest things i've ever gone through but you know, what a learning curve. And, um, you know, you go in, you know, both feet in and, you know, it doesn't take long and you, you learn, you know, the business of it and do what you can. And yeah, it, it was, yeah. It, it, when I look back, when I was 23, I never looked at it that way. You know, you just, you just go with life and, and whatever throws at you, you just go. Right. And I, I think a lot of it just, you know, with racing dirt bikes, we all know how much work ethic it makes, you know, kids, uh, be, you know, even if you're not a racer, it just, gets you in your blood that you'll do whatever you can to be the best you can at whatever. Right. So at 23, I didn't even think of being young and, and starting a dealership. And I was lucky. I had, you know, I had some good support, you know, with my brother, you know, like I say with the NHL and, and, you know, he had some friends, so we had some, you know, backing for money, which I needed back then. Obviously I didn't have the money to do it. So we had some good partners and yeah, it was, it, it's pretty cool to, to think back now at 23 doing it. And I see the 23 year olds now, uh, not that it's good or bad or whatever. It's just they uh, 
they just, just live life time. a little bit longer yeah. at a younger age, right? So. <clears throat> I totally agree. I I, th I think of um, like I was just talking to it. Like it's my mom's birthday today. I'm heading over there later to have uh, to bring her some some cake. And I th to think that like uh, my girlfriend's 26. I'm 32. My mom at 26 years old had two kids, and my dad had already started his business. Uh, he was a bricklaying contractor. And I don't know why, but that just seems super out of reach for uh, for, for uh, young people nowadays. Or maybe it's just because things are so expensive and we're kind of getting off topic. But I think that's just wild. And, and good on you for being able to do that and be successful. Yeah, no, it is. Like I say, it's, it's, it's good and bad. Um, I, I, I see this new younger generation, um, like I say, in a good thing. You only live life once. So I, I don't blame them for trying to do whatever they can at a young age, you know what I mean? If you're traveling the world, if you're trying to race dirt bikes still or whatever it is, right. Um, it, it's good for them. And, and everybody does different things at different parts of their life. So it's like I say, it's pretty cool. That I did it at 23. Should every 23 year old do it? No, but it's, uh, I, I have no regrets looking back for sure. Fair enough. So with that question, or that being said, I ask you sort of, what are your, uh, day to day or the, the overall, uh, overarching uh, tasks that you, you execute for Fox Racing Canada on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. What is your position there? And, and, uh, and, and is that a new position for you? Or have you been in that, at that, at that particular position for three years already? Um, lay out, lay that out for us a little bit. Yeah, no, I, uh, no, I got hired as the position I'm in. Um, now just over time, things have changed a little with uh, COVID hitting. We had to make some corporate changes and stuff. So, I kind of wear a few different hats nowadays um, than before, but no, I'm the, the national sales director for Canada. So I uh, look after all the, you know, the sales from coast to coast in Canada. And I have reps all across the country. Um, we're a, a great team. I've, it's one thing I can say. I have an unbelievable team that works for me. Um, so it makes my job a lot easier. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, so I look after the sales reps day-to-day um, -day stuff. It, it's ever changing. There's, there's, you know, always things on the go, but I also look after like all the buying for Canada. So that's cool. there's multiple throughout the year. So yeah, so that's a big, big task in itself looking at, you know, what, uh, how much product needs to come in and, and what, and right now with the industry changing the way it is, you know, at a rapid, rapid growth, it's, uh, it's kind of a crystal ball effect that, uh, but it's, it's, yeah, it's just chaos right now. So, which is a good thing. But, no yeah, so I do all the buying. Hmm? Oh, sorry. Uh, I said, just yeah, do all the buying. And then uh, lately, like I say, when, when COVID hit, we had to make some structural changes. Um, and we shrunk down our marketing department here in Canada. And a lot of it feeds through the U.S. now. So, which is, uh, we've got an awesome team down there, which I know you're, you know, Austin and those guys very well. Kenny. Absolutely. Uh, it's ironic yeah, that so I, uh, most of the stuff goes through the States now. And, and that's how uh, we got connected in the first place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. So I've been trying to, you know, obviously they're in the U.S. and w with travel restrictions, you know, we can't be bouncing back and forth like we used to. So I'm, I'm looking after a bunch of, uh, you know, trying to help out where I can on the marketing side of things. Um, obviously, I know all the riders across Canada uh, where they don't get to see them eye to eye. So uh, I work close with them, too, and, um, you know, using them uh, in the States for marketing. And so, I, I, like I say, wear multiple hats doing lots of different things, but it uh, keeps me on toes and it's a lot of fun. 
Fair enough. So before we uh, we get to the real headliner here, Dexter is waiting patiently. Uh, I got a couple of last uh, questions for you before we throw it to commercial and then bring in uh, the, the number 15 in your program, number one in your heart, Dexter Seitz. Um, who's wearing Fox right now in Canada in the pro ranks uh, here in 2021? And um, yeah, and, and how have those athletes been selected? Yeah, so we, like the GDR team is, is one of our main teams. We've, you know, been partners with for quite a few years now. Uh, working with Derek is uh, an awesome team. So um, he looks after all the riders that way, like as in who he signs, who he wants riding for him. And of course, we support the whole team, right? So right now, uh, you know, we have the defending champ coming back, Dylan Wright, um, which is exciting. I've heard of him. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure we all have, right? So he's getting ready. And uh, yeah, Tanner Ward, which he's making his uh, second year on the Honda team here on 250s. And I know he's really wanting to try to go for a championship. I actually texted him today, and he's starting to feel really good on the bike and working closely with Colton and stuff, getting the bike set up. So they're, uh, Tanner's excited. And then, of course, young rider McNabb. He's, uh, you know, been Man, down to boy. Yeah, that's Finally, right. we have a hope. Let's not ride yeah, more. you know what? He's, you guys have a big hope for him. He's uh, such a talented uh, rider and, and fun to watch and uh, just a great kid. Actually, I quite like that family and uh, dealing with them. So, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing what Ryder can do. I know he's worked his butt off down south and, and had some great trainers over the winter and great riding partners to ride with. So I, I expect him to come back, uh, you know, flying this year in Canada. So and then uh, so that's what, that's the Honda GDR team. And then. Of course, we support other pros like uh, Jerry Mackay, who's another one that's been down south all winter on KTM, and he's, uh, I know he's feeling good. I talk to him quite often, at least once a week or so, and nice. he's feeling good on the bike, and I expect big things out of him. And then Jacob Piccolo, another one, BC boy, who's uh, on the Sky Racing now, uh, KTM. He's, he's been down south and training hard. And then, uh, and then some other, you know, like Parker Eels, and we have Tyler Gibbs on the whole shot team there in BC, and and we have some shift riders like Julian Bennett uh, from BC, who's going to be his rookie year and uh, on the Sky team. Um, he's I've watched him since he was a young kid on 65s, and he's a good rider, and it'll be a fun year for him being a rookie year. And then uh, Tommy Delera from Quebec uh, is on shift too. So we have, uh, and I know I'm missing a bunch too, but no, we have quite That's a few nice riders. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and all good people. Like I, I mean, I talk to these guys all the time, and. I mean, all the athletes are always usually pretty good, but honestly, every one of these kids I just named are are really humble kids, great to deal with. They they're never greedy. They're never they're always thankful, and and uh, that means a lot when you're when you're dealing with these riders. Fair enough. Well, that that's exciting, and we're looking forward to seeing those guys once the the Triple Crown series gets up and running. Uh, and uh, I guess it's we're still yet to be seen what that actually is going to look like with all the restrictions. Manitoba keeps threatening to go into a, uh, a full lockdown of sorts, but we're not even going to go there right now because that's just a, a cloud that's been over. Uh, it has been hanging around a little bit too long. Uh, before I let you go, uh, my last question to you is where do you hope that Fox racing sits within the hearts and the minds of Canadian motocross enthusiasts? Well, you know what? Um, yeah, I I just you know we we try to be a brand that's um, we're always on the gas. I guess is the best way to say it. I hope the the you know the people look at us that way. We never sit back. We're always trying to invent the newest thing. We're always trying to be the you know for safety. 
Um, when it comes to racing, we try to pick the riders to try to get that, you know, number one plate. It's not all based around that, but uh, if it's not a number one plate, it's, it's someone who's showing our brand real well. So just, I just, I guess as a, as a company, we look at it as, as we want to be that kind of sought after brand and, and be the leaders in the, in the industry and, um, you know, have, have some of the coolest stuff we can have, right? That's what it's all about, man, having cool stuff. And speaking of someone who's got some really cool stuff, uh, the 15, he's been waiting. He's, he's, in the, he's waiting in the wings. He's doing sound check. He's, he's ready to rip. So I really appreciate you making some time for us. We're going to throw it to commercial break right now. And when we come back, the 15 of Dexter Sights on the Big MX Radio podcast. We'll be right back. All right, so this is going awesome so far. I, I hope you guys are enjoying it. Dex, are you ready? Yeah. Awesome. Hope you're stoked. Dad, are you are you happy with this thing so far? Yeah, I know, really good. Long as uh, long as you are, I'm all good. Dude, this is so much fun, and I, I think it's coming out great already. So, uh, yeah, I'll uh, kind of quote unquote pull it off of commercial, uh, Dexter, and uh, it, it's your time to shine, big guy. Yeah. All right. Perfect. <clears throat> And we're back, Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fox Racing Canada, as well as Fox in the States, Fox Moto on Instagram, as well as Phoenix Handlebars and Alpine Star MX. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. We're still here, but we've got a different guest on the line. He's on speakerphone. It's probably past his bedtime almost. Uh, it's the 15 machine of Dexter Sites. Dexter, how's it going? Good. How about you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thank you for asking. I, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm coming off of a, a little bit of a shoulder injury, as you're, you're, you're probably a dedicated motocross, a Big MX Radio listener, uh, so you know that I've, I've been about three weeks out from a, a devastating shoulder dislocation, but we're, we're getting back to it, and uh, and thankfully, uh, thanks to Fox Canada, I have a brand new set of uh, gear to try out when I get back to it, but thank you for asking. I'm doing quite well. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So... Dexter, like uh, you've been racing for quite some time now, I imagine. Got your dad gets into it super young. Where does that story start for you? Like I assume you probably went to a bunch of races to uh, as a bit of your dad's pit crew for the very first little bit there. Probably spending more time playing with little dirt bikes in the in the mud uh, rather than racing. But at some point, you get a dirt bike. What what dirt bike did you have for the very first time, and how did you get introduced? to the whole community and racing and all that stuff. How did how'd that start for you? Well, my first little bike was like a little PW50, nice. a little Yamaha. <laughs> um, I was kind of just raised into motocross. My dad, like when I was born, my dad and mom were, owned the shop. Like I, every day I was always in the shop hanging out with all the people, just staying. I was like my babysitter. It was funny. And then, like, all the days I had off school, like, ever since I was, like, till nine, every day I had was always in the shop or at school. It was just, I don't know, that's what got me in the motocross. And then Dean Wilson also got got us in. He's really close with us, so that's kind of how I got into the sport. Well, there you go. And, and uh, a guy to look up to, like Dean, first of all, absolute 
uh, salt of the earth kind of guy, such a good person, so easy to talk to, great person to look up to. And of course, for those who don't know, Dean uh, spent a lot of time living in uh, in the Calgary area, racing in Alberta, even coming all the way to Manitoba uh, for an arena cross race where I believe his fastest lap time was about eight or nine seconds faster than mine. Uh, and that makes me sad to this day. But um, so when, when you first started riding and you, like you said, you're completely surrounded by it all the time. Were you quite timid when you first started? Were you scared to ride or was it just like, let, what, dad, what, let me see how fast this PW50 will go. <laughs> I don't really remember much because I was so little, but when I see videos and my parents are telling me, I look like I was kind of just trying to go as fast as I can, just trying to send it off jumps, not really in any control, just trying to give it more and more gas and then my parents actually told me a story like a few weeks ago that we have we have a lake at our house and we have a like a deck to the lake mm-hmm. and I was just ripping around with a little PW50 and got a little bit of whiskey throttle and hit the deck and um over the bars I was fine but I fully toggled my bike like the bike was done like we had to get a full new one it was pretty funny Pretty funny to you, probably not so funny to Dad, who probably had to shell out for that thing. Um, but uh, yeah, like fearless from the very beginning, riding all the time. Uh, com- complete opposite of my experience. I was uh, uh, pretty, uh, pretty scared to be honest. I like mainly because I, I lacked a lot of skill behind the controls. You seem to be pretty adept to it right away. Um, you said you started on a PW50. I assume you're probably around the ages of three or four. What? Are, how old are you now? Like, I, I, I look at your pictures and you look, you look like you got tons of style on the bike, and uh, it looks like a KTM 85. Yeah, uh, I, I'm 12 years old. 12 years young. You are today the age that I was when I started racing. So you know, you've got so much time under your belt already. That's wild, man. Uh, and being able to look look up to a guy like Dino, how'd you get to how'd you get to know Dean? Um, well, when he lived in Calgary for quite a while, my parents really almost like raised him, like uh, really, really? close to us, and yeah, my parents help him a lot out, and they still do really. That's really cool, and uh, I, I I I think I've got my other answer to my one question uh, is that. Um, you're, you're racing in Alberta. I'll, 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 I've heard that there's actually a lot of travel that's required with that because you guys got tracks all over the place. Uh, but what is your favorite track in, in Alberta? I assume it's probably all the way up in like Grand Prairie, BC or Grand Prairie, Alberta. Uh, I think it's Blackhawk track or I don't know what it is, but you can tell me. <laughs> well, my hometown track Calgary, it's pretty fun. It's one of my favorites and the super jumpy and slow and it's like downtown so that's pretty fun and then um and in like bc area there's some pretty fun tracks there i really love that track the dirt is just awesome there it's one of my favorites um go ahead oh sorry here no go ahead um corner Rapids, a track in washington that's a really fun track it's a full sand track it's that's for sure one of my favorite tracks always be my favorite so what what uh, qualifies your uh, as a favorite track for you? Like, does it have to have big jumps? Does it have to have a cool uh, skyscrapers in the background where you can just get all kinds of cool photos? Or is it the soil that you like? What what makes a track um, favorable in your books? Um, 
Oh, I honestly everything. Just just the track and jumps and I don't know. I just just motocross. <laughs> just any just track. Just love it. Favorite. If you just twist and yeah. twist in the throttle, getting that throttle therapy, going faster than me probably. Um, so l- let's get down to business on this number thing. You said your 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 favorite guy is or you know your favorite guy. Or you're really close with Dean Wilson. I assume he's one of your favorite racers. For some reason, I yeah. think I, I I I I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure his number is 15. Your number has to be 15. Happens to be 15. I I feel mm-hmm. like I've already answered that question for myself. <laughs> well, yeah. When I first started, it was because of Dean, and then kind of as I grew up with it, it kind of just became like. Like, still because of Dean, but also kind of because of me. Like, I like that number now. Okay. And even if I, if I even was another number or changed my number or something, Dean would get really mad at me, and <laughs> I'd probably get a few punches. Oh, you don't want that. He's 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 tall. He's kind of lanky. You don't want those those jabs or right hooks going anywhere uh, near you. So yeah, I'd keep it to fifteen until maybe you, you you get into the pro ranks at some point and they, they make you throw a third digit on there for your first rookie season. Um, like uh, when it comes to training for motocross, like obviously Dean, he's self trained. He does a lot of his training for him by himself. Uh, what is it that you do? Uh, off the bike uh, for training for motocross how and also how much do you ride and like how much faster than are you than your dad already oh I don't know we're pretty close Uh, um, I don't know I'm trying to get pretty close we have a little relay race me and my buddy trying to race our dad so I think we'll see then but I'm hoping I can get faster than by the end of the year Who's your Who's your favorite? Uh, or who, I don't know your favorite. Who, who's your uh, the moto buddy that you, that you're thinking of there? Like, uh, give it give a shout out to somebody you logged some laps in. Uh, uh, my friend Xavier Peterson. He's for sure one of my best friends, and he just moved closer to me, so now we're neighbors, which is pretty cool. Even better. And- That's awesome. The two of you guys are gonna be super fast when you're older. Yeah, we both got tracks in our yard, so we're both already riding pretty much out all the way. That's sick, man. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, and of course, I put on my story. I got, I got con- tons of love for it yesterday when I put pict- the pictures of you riding or you on your uh, your KTM. Um, you're obviously with your dad working for Fox. You got the coolest kits at the track every single weekend. Uh, but w- if I had to ask you, like, which is your favorite gear right now? What is what is it that you're really vibing on? Uh, and especially color wise, way. Um, well, last year's gear, the 360, like, Venom stuff from Fox, I really like that stuff. It's bright and nice, and I like that colorway. And then the new 2021 uh, 360 pants and jerseys are super sick. Oh, for sure. The 360 stuff, that's even harkens back to when I first started racing. It was always about the, the 360 stuff, and then now they have all the, the limited edition stuff like that as well. Are there ever some times where like you're, you want to like wear last year's gear, but your dad's like, no, we got to pump up that new stuff? All the time. Well, if I'm, I'll, like, I'll have like five sets of gear in my gear, but like all the new stuff, and I'll just yeah. find one that's not even like my favorite. I just, I don't know, I wear it, and I'll only wear that one that's really weird, and then... If I'm, like, racing or riding or something and I crash and, like, hurt myself, I'll never wear that set of gear. It's just, I don't know. No, I don't know it's got why. bad mojo on it. You don't want that. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, okay. And I, hey, I, I can respect that, man. I had the same deal. Uh, I've had helmets where I've had big crashes in. You never see me in them ever again. Uh, that, and that's probably a good good, uh, good call on your part as well. Is there any color specifically that you think that either, A, you look good in, or you're just picky about? Like, of course, uh, I think of a guy like uh, Dean Wilson. He's not hitting the track without red gloves on. No. <laughs> um, what about you? I don't know. I like the purple and blue gear. I don't know. It just stands out to me, and uh, I really love that stuff. And, like, just bright colors. don't really like the darker stuff, but it's all really good, really nice. Okay, okay. So um, we are, you already mentioned that you're you're a big Dean Wilson fan. You're close to him. The two of you guys are bros. Um, but who else do you look up to? Is there anybody in Calgary that you look up to or even anybody on the, on the Canadian scene? Uh, maybe like a guy like uh, Ryder McNabb or even current Canadian 450 champion Dylan Wright. Yeah, for sure, Dylan Wright, and even like Jess Pettis. They're yeah. really up to them. They're really good riders um, and really nice people and good people to like be around. And they really help me a lot. Like they'll help me in a turn if I'm not doing something wrong in like a race and stuff. And they're just really nice people that I really like to look up to. That's awesome, dude. And honestly, it, it must be so cool to have, like, you, you obviously love the sport of motocross, you compete in it, uh, you're passionate about it, and then also being able to share that with your dad and go to the track, and, and, and he doesn't even pull the bike off the back of the truck. It's all about your racing a lot of the time, and that's got to be cool for you, too, to share that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So uh, how far are you taking this sport, man? Am I going to be, like, I, I go to all the Supercross press conferences. I go to a lot of Supercross races uh, when, when, uh, when COVID restrictions are stopping me from going to the States. A am I going to be, like, sticking a microphone in front of your face at some point interviewing you for a Supercross race? Are you going to race Canadian pros? What, what's your goal with all this? Oh, I, I really hope so. My my dream goal is to be racing Supercross and like pro motocross outdoors. Wow. And but if not, another dream is to you know race the same thing, but in Canada, like my my home country. And I hope I can do at least one of those two things. That's for sure my biggest dream, and it's awesome. But it's you got to work hard for it. But I'm willing to put in the work to try to make it there. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And you, you sound like you really do have uh, a great head on your shoulders and you're working in the right direction to make those dreams come true. And uh, I tell you what, uh, when, when you turn pro, and, and I, I think that's a, it's probably a, a when, not an if for you, uh, when that happens... Uh, I'll definitely be there for an interview afterwards, and, uh, and I'll I'll be uh, how old? You're, you're 12 right now. I'm I'm 20 yeah. years older than you. Oh my goodness! Uh, and uh, I'll be I'll be feeling pretty old on that day, but I'll be I'll, I'll be proud to see you uh, competing in your first uh, professional race. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Awesome, man. Well, you have yourself a great rest of your night. We'll finish off the conversation uh, by bringing uh, your dad back, but I really appreciate you making some time for us tonight. Thank you. Awesome. JC, that was pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, no, perfect. Are you proud of your kid right now? Because I am. Oh, I always am. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, you know, obviously we're proud parents of him, but he's, as long as he's having fun and doing what he loves to do, that's what we're, we're here to support him, right? 
Absolutely. Well, that, that, that's fantastic and extremely well, well spoken. And uh, it, it looks like he's got uh, some, some great aspirations and a great support system around him to make that happen. So that's really cool. I'm glad we were able to have like father and son on the, on the, on the, the podcast. And I hope that people not only from coast to coast in Canada, but also down in the States can not only relate to this, because I think the, the father and son dynamic within motocross is so huge as well as uh, get, get a lot of entertainment out of it. Cause the kid uh, spoke pretty well, if I don't say so. No, we appreciate you, you having us on, and yeah, we had a lot of fun, and um, yeah, no, it's, it's, like you say, there's a lot of father, fathers and son out there, either they're both riding, or, you know, you got to have a support in this, in this, uh, you know, the support to, for these kids to do it, so it's just fun to watch them grow, and man, it, it, it goes by fast, though, I tell you that, it's, uh, I'd like to slow it down a little bit, but it's, it's been fun, what we've done so far, and we'll see where it goes, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, as much as the time goes fast, you're always able to look back on the memories and, 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 and just keep drinking that in. But uh, I really appreciate you making the time, the both of you, to, to tell the stories. Uh, next time we have you on the podcast, you've already promised some uh, disparaging stories of both Ryan Lockhart and Ryan Gauld. Uh, the two Ryans will you'll both just be like besmirching their good names on this podcast that's already been promised to me uh, by yourself. So uh, I'm look we're looking forward to that the next time we come on the podcast. Oh, I'm looking forward to that one too. That'll be a fun one. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll definitely uh, let people know when the next time we'll, you'll be coming on the podcast. I think this is going to become a little bit more of a regular thing. Um, don't hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.